Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Links and Locks Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel. He's Ben Everill from Golf Bet, and we are here to... Break down this week's Valero Texas Open before we move on to play 18 holes and make 18 bets. Benny, it was a fun week at the match play, the the last ever WGC Dell Technologies match play. I know you were there for most of it. Uh, First of all, hi, hello. How are you? Secondly, uh, how was last week? Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm a big fan of the match play. I'm sad to see it go for at least for the short term, and I hope that they revisit it pretty soon. If we only have a small absence, I'll be happy. Um, but especially only if they bring back my format, bring in my format, which we do not have enough time here to go through, but is a much better one than what's ever been produced. Those that know, know. Uh, and one day I might go through it for you all. But look, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome to see the big names come through. Um, we haven't always had that to the weekend. In the end, we did get an upset final, though, and a pretty dominant final there by Burnsy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the fact that Sam Burns, uh, I, look, love Sam Burns. Love the fact that he's won now five times in less than two years. Love everything about it. Other than he had to go and knock off my favorite outright from last <laughs> week, Cameron Young. I, I tell you what, I had two of the final four. That's a whole lot better than I did with my March Madness brackets, Benny. Mate, you, you actually did really well. Um, you know, I thought Cam Young was going to be at least one start off before he sort of really clicked with Paul Tesori. Um, you you were spot on saying that they'd click right away. Um, and yeah, I thought you were going to run the table there. The only guy I even got near that point was obviously my arrow. It was Jason Day. I am going to claim a bit of bad luck there. He had Scheffler on the ropes, three up through seven holes before getting a little allergy attack or, or something there, there or thereabouts. Um, look, it was a good week. Cam Young's closer than ever to getting that win, isn't he? And who knows? Maybe he could be the guy that surprises everyone in a week and a half's time. Yeah, very well could happen. If you didn't have Sam Burns and Cam Young on what is already a crowded list of contenders for next week's Masters, add them to the list. I, I'm telling you, Benny, there are going to be top 10 lists that include 27 players because yes. there are a whole lot of players who are playing really well going into this uh, year's first major and 
Uh, we're going to see a lot of it. We'll talk about all that next week, a very special edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast next week. But we're focused on the Valero this week. And as a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. All right, let's get on with it. We are at TPC San Antonio, the Oaks course. One of the longest-running PGA Tour events out there. The Valero Texas Open, the last handful of years being played right before the Masters. One golden ticket left, and there's a good chance somebody claims it this week. Only eight players uh, who are qualified for next week's Masters are in this week's field. Benny, are you going with one of those eight for your first hole, or are you going with somebody else? You may now swing away. Well, what I'm going to get at first before we get into this is that mentality of like the guys that are warming up and the guys that aren't. Um, I believe that history will tell us that the ones that are getting ready to play the Masters don't necessarily win the week before um, in more recent times. We've seen some longer shots get through. And I think there's part of that is exactly that that what we talked about is that your, your mind is at least a little bit further ahead of where you are. So when you have that in in going on, you only have to be a little bit off on the PGA Tour and you are not going to beat the guys that are fully switched on. So sometimes this is a week where you might want to be a bit wary of favourites. I'll just put it that way, or guys that are big. Um, I think there's yep. guys like what Tyrrell Hatton and Hideki Matsuyama are two great examples here where not only are they big names and shorter price, but they're coming off like injury issues. Hideki once again with his neck and Tyrrell had that wrist hand issue at the, the match play. How much do you want to invest on someone who a probably thinking about the week ahead and b still working on some niggling injuries so just something to be aware of there absolutely on the same page with you there yeah so all right let me go to my first um potential winner this week and don't laugh but i'm going back to someone who's let us down early this year mate cam davis cam davis 50 to 1 right look he was terrible to start the year terrible missed i think five cuts in a row has been sixth at the players and was 2-1-0 last week. He is a ball-striking machine. He's up there in par five scoring. These are things. It's tee to green week, by the way, if we didn't mention that earlier. You have to be great tee to green at, at the Texas Open. Otherwise, you're in trouble. That is his strength. And I had some, finally had some time to sit down with Cam Davis last week and have an actual chat about where he'd been. And he gave me much more information I'd had in the past about his struggles he was crook, sick, had a massive amounts of issues. He's had, he had some complaints and issues that were that he was struggling through, wasn't able to practice, was basically turning up to a lot of these events underdone without energy. That's in the past now. And lo and behold, he started playing well where he feels 100% healthy again. So get on 50 to 1 while you can. That's all I'll say. Benny, right before we press record on the pod, I said to you, I have a feeling we might have one of the same outrights this week. I'm going to talk about Cam Davis, but I'm going to save it for later in the pod. Those who are regular <laughs> listeners to the Links and Locks pod know exactly what that means. Tease, <laughs> tease, 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 tease. All right. I will start out hole number two with uh, a longer long shot than Cam Davis. I'll, I'll get back to him soon, but another outright that I like this week. We're a year removed from Ben Martin. You remember that emotional finish that he uh, had yeah. in Punta Cana last year where he finished in second place? The mm-hmm. tears started flowing. He talked about the emotional journey it's taken to get there. Ben Martin, all he does is play very good golf, 
seemingly every week. He doesn't get into all the big events. He doesn't play every single week. But when he plays, he plays really well. Three finishes of 13th or better in his last five starts. And seven positive strokes gained approach weeks in his last eight starts. Ben Martin is a much better golfer, I think, than most people realize. He can be had at 100 to 1 in some books this week. I get it. You're betting on a guy who's trying to do something he's never done before, which is win a PGA Tour event. But this week is all about stories. We'll get into some of those other stories. I know everyone wants to talk about Ricky Fowler trying to get back into the Masters or a Taylor Montgomery, the rookie who didn't get qualified after it looked like he had a good chance of doing so. But I do think that Ben Martin would be a tremendous storyline going into Augusta at 100 to 1. I'm willing to take a chance on it. Yeah, I'm just looking here too, like 19th on tour for greens in regulation. I mean, clearly he's got the game for this, right? So good good spot, mate. Good spot. As I said, I like looking at the underdogs this week. Um, and in saying that, though, I'm going to go to a guy who did win recently now for my third hole for a top five. Uh, I just think he has the game and potentially will just sort of roll in and maybe sort of contend if he feels up to it. And that is recent winner Chris Kirk. Uh, three top 10s and a top T13 at, at the Texas Open in the past. Uh, I feel like, you know, his striking is not going to leave him. He's been putting half decent. Uh, I think five plus 550 there for a top five is a, is a guy that you could potentially say uh, may keep the role going. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've seen a lot of Chris Kirk love already so far. Fourth hole, I'm going to go with the top five play. And we started talking about Cameron Young earlier. Cameron Young now has 10 top three finishes around the world, not just on the PGA Tour, in the last 18 months. It's tremendous uh, how many times he's gotten this close and hasn't quite gotten over that hump with a win yet. If there's a Belgian version of Cameron Young, it is Thomas Dietrich. Thomas ah! Dietrich. Am I stealing one of your picks for later, Ben? Yep. Well, we'll, get, we'll, go, we'll go to Dietrich next, don't worry. Yep. Okay. Uh, Thomas Dietrich is a guy who's played some terrific golf. In fact, nine top three finishes on the DP World Tour. One already here in his PGA Tour rookie season. That was a second place finish earlier in the fall portion of the schedule. Eighth place last week. But I mean, a, a ton of really close finishes, very much like Cameron Young. I'm going with the top five on Dietrich at around 11 to one in most books. Yeah, mate, I absolutely love that. I really do. I think he's good across the board. Um, I do have him down here, so I'll say my I'll make my fifth hole my Thomas Dietrich play, and it was actually the Bet three six five player markets of um, you know where you can you pick better or worse in a certain position on the leaderboard. Can you believe Dietrich is? You you just need him to be better than forty seventh, forty seventh or better uh, for your bet there. So yeah. I, I think Dietrich is almost without saying, you know, what are we the links and locks? I think he's got to be almost a lock there. He's had, you mentioned the two top tens, but five top 15s. He's like inside the top 30 of the FedEx cup. He's, he's really sort of pushing towards something big. Um, so yeah, for me, I've got Dietrich uh, 47th or better as basically almost a lock there. Yeah. I think that's nice playing those player market bets. I'll get into a few later on, but, I think, as always, there's a ton of room for uh, finding some uh, some edges in those. So sixth hole, I mentioned his name briefly, but this week is a lot about Ricky Fowler. There's going to be a lot of headlines. Ricky now ranked 59th in the world, playing some great golf so far this year. And we all know why he's playing this week at the Valero Tech Open. I mean, he said it last week at the match play. I'm here to 
to qualify for the Masters. I'm here to get myself in. He has not played in the Masters since 2020. He's trying to get into this event. The last ticket, that golden ticket, as I mentioned, is available this week. He's going to have to play aggressively. And look, we're asking Ricky to do something that he hasn't done in a while, which is win a golf tournament. I, I just think that he's going to be there just based on talent level alone, on skill level, but it's going to be really hard to ask for like, hey, I'm going there to win, and then I go out and win the golf tournament. That said, I will take Ricky for a top 10 this week at plus 210. Yeah, I'm so trying to show you my no card here. My actual fifth hole was going to be, but I moved when you went to Dietrich, was Ricky Fowler top 10. So yes. at plus 210, so you've jumped in and I've, I'm going to go back there with you. I'm going to join you. That'll be my seventh hole now today. Uh, exactly, exactly what you said. I, I honestly think that, as I said, we talked at the start of the podcast about guys who are trying to get in, guys who don't even expect to get in, and guys who are there warming up because they, they are in. There's all different mentality there. Ricky is motivated. He's playing really well. Um and I think that he will go close. And I think that'll bring great um, theater and and, and storyline to the weekend. Everything's open, but I, I just fear he'll, for whatever reason, might fall a couple shots short. And that's why yeah. I have him in the top ten as well. I think he'll he'll go for it. He'll he won't give up. You know, he could be he could be five six back going into Sunday, and you know he's going to have a crack. Um, and I could see him getting into the top ten even that way. Like he's he's not going to give up on this one. So that two ten was juicy for me as well. All right, eighth hole. Let me see if I can steal another one out of the page. You probably will. You get there. It's always windy in San Antonio, at least this time of year and for this tournament. I like wind players. And one of the more underrated wind players that we saw last week in Punakana, contending once again, I had a little outright on him. I also had Matt Wallace, so don't feel too bad for me that I didn't win my Tyler Duncan bet. Tyler Duncan. (laughs) A very, very underrated win player. I'm just going to go in the top 20 here, Benny, but plus 350 is a really nice number, as we saw. Played well last week. He's not the guy that's going to go uh, finish top five at a 7,600-yard uh, soggy golf course, but when it's a little bit shorter, when the wind is blowing, he knows how to tr- uh, play his golf ball, to, uh, show off a little trajectory, and so I think Tyler Duncan is a nice top 20 play this week. All right, I'll give you my top 20 to round out the front nine here then. And I'm going to go to a guy who proved he can play here by winning it a year ago. JJ Spawn, T9 at the match play. I think it's it's only plus 150 or thereabouts, but honestly, I feel like that's the wheelhouse for this guy this week. The the Trying to win back-to-back is hard, as we know, but I do expect he'll play well, and I kind of feel like it's a good conservative option there. Um, I feel really comfortable with it because of what he's done there in the past, because of what I saw at match play. Again, he was extremely, extremely good in his group, um, you know, taking out some big names on the way. Uh, and so with that being said, I, I saw that as a, as a nice sort of easy top 20 play. JJ Spawn to have a good week as the defending champion there. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, yeah, I like that play. Uh, Spawn obviously played really well last week, so I think that's smart. All right, before we get to the back nine, as a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. All right, we get to the 10th hole, and uh, Benny... All I can tell people is that here's a player that's undervalued across the board. I remember last year telling everyone about Sahith Figala, and I I get it. (laughs) If you've had outrights on Figala, they have not paid off yet. So I get it. It's not like, you know, you're you're making a mint over there by betting on him. That said, I remember telling people at the time last year when he was 150, 200 to 1, hey, you might want to bet this guy. He's really good. You're not going to get this kind of price for much longer. I feel the same way about Akshay Batia. Yep. Akshay is a kid who uh, last week in the second round in Punta Cana, he was eight under through 10 holes with a bogey <laughs> and wound up shooting 63. I mean, this kid has so much talent. 13 of his 22 rounds so far this season, sub 70 scores. Uh, even though I like him and I will have a little investment at 130 to one, which is just, it's just a wow. silly number. If you're not betting that. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. And, you know, granted, it's uh, it's fluctuated a little bit in different markets, but I, he's definitely available out there at 130 to one. I'm going to go with Akshay for a first round leader bet. So even if you don't like the full four round investment, at least get yourself a single round investment. Now, we saw the 63 last week. Look, he did that on Friday. He's played better on Fridays than Thursdays so far this season. Okay. There's no telling that he can't play well on a Thursday and go out and cash a big Thursday ticket with the first round lead. Yeah, mate, I love that. I was actually on him um, to win there last week. So I was feeling pretty good early in the week uh, that he might be able to get that done. But you're 100% right. He is the next sort of Tigala that is going to eventually force the books to bring that number down. So jump on while you can. And and look, I'll, I'll tell you where I slated him in the 11th hole. I'll move on to minor end. Um, it was a bet 365 special for a parlay of three guys in the top 30. This is 46 to one play. Barty is one of them who I think can win the tournament. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fox is another who I think can win the tournament, by the way, the Kiwi who is surprising people each time we see him. And I think you mentioned it last week. You said, this is a guy who, if you know him, you know, he's good. If you don't know him, you should know him soon. Um, look, he's 36. He's headed to the, his first masters. So he does have that in the head. Like I talked about before, but I think top 30 is a, is a reasonable scenario for that sort of mentality. Um, he He's three for three with two top 20s, I think, in all the in the PGA Tour starts he's had this year. Um, so I like him in this parlay. Now, here's the rub of it to get to the 46 to the one. You've got to put in this guy. I understand he's a late addition to the field, um, but I don't know. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to say that Harry can sort of, I guess, take the opportunity with two hands and maybe push it to that top 30 to do that little special. If not, if you don't like that, definitely look at Fox and Batia in other markets. Yeah, 
Okay. Uh, I like that. All right. Uh, next hole I had, uh, you mentioned Ryan Fox for a top 30 as part of that parlay. I'm going to the player market bets where they've got on bet three, six, five, Ryan Fox listed at 42nd or better in the player markets. Again, better, better, like, better. If you like him for a top 30, you should probably <laughs> like him for a top 42 as well. That's how that works. And so Ryan Fox came over here and has played three events so far, the API, the players, and the match play. He's been inside the top 30 and all three. There's no reason to think that he won't also play well this week. By the way, for those in one and dones, I know you're already looking ahead to the Masters for this week. Ryan Fox, you're getting a top 40 player that you're probably not going to use anywhere else because you don't really know when and where he's going to play on the PGA Tour. Yes, he's qualified for the majors, but you really do you really want to use a major championship play on Ryan Fox? Probably not. Where else are you going to play him? This seems like it would make sense this week, Benny. Yeah, and look, it teed a green guy as well, right? Like if he has a weakness, it's the odd little short putt he might miss. Um, that's not going to be as big of a deal here. He's got to just, you know, that you've got to be good tee to green. So uh, I, I love him. I love the Fox, even though he's a Kiwi. Um, all right. I'm going to give you a long shot, which is not really a long shot because it's only 60 to one. And usually we go big, but when you have these events close to majors, this happens. And I'm going to say that a guy that, you know, probably should have won recently is going to be able to shake off the disappointment of not doing so. And come back strong. And that is our man, Adam Schink. I think that yeah. he can, you know, what we saw, we saw what happened there at, uh, where was it, in Tampa, where he was there the whole way, looked like he might be able to do it, and then just pulled that drive on 18 and ended up basically stuck there next to that tree or behind that tree. Um, it was a shame. I loved what how he spoke about it. He didn't sort of hide behind it. He was disappointed. He was happy with how he went, but at the same time, he was like, I should have won that. I want another chance. Can't wait to get back out there. He took a week off, obviously, licked his wounds, and he already has a top 10 in the past at TPC San Antonio. So I think that's a decent play at 60 to 1, Adam Schenk. Yeah, I like that. I, I feel like that range, It's his number has gotten so much shorter than it would have been before Tampa. And I get oh, 100%. it. 100%. Because he played really well and he almost won a golf tournament. I feel like there's not much value at the top of this board. There's not much value from 50 or 60 on down. Yeah. I feel like there is some value like 30 to 50. I right. feel like there's some players in there where you go, all right, yeah, I kind of like them. And then maybe at 100 and higher, I feel like there's little pockets of value there where mm -hmm. it's you know kind of that lower end top tier, top of the mid tier, and then later again, where it's kind of the front end of the bottom tier, if you right. will, the that triple digit price. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Shank. I don't know that I want to pay 55, 60 to one for Adam Shank this week, but uh, I think you're on to something there. I do like him. All right. Uh, 14th all. I'm going back to the player market bets. Usually, Benny, we talk about these all looking really good. You go, man, of course he's going to finish better than that. Of course he's going to finish better <laughs> than that. I finally found a fade in here, and it happens to be the tournament favorite this week. You mentioned earlier that Tyrrell Hatton was dealing yep. with a little injury last week. He's a guy that I faded in everything last week. I know everybody was on him. There's a little, there's a tell to use a poker term. There's a tell from Hatton and we've all seen Hatton's demeanor on a golf course when he likes a place and he really likes Bay Hill. He really likes TPC Sawgrass. Mm -hmm. When he likes a place, he plays well when he doesn't like a place or maybe when he doesn't know a place, he doesn't play his best golf. He has never played 
in San Antonio in the past. And so there is reason to believe that he shows up this week and just says, man, I don't like this whatsoever. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to bet that Hatton is just maybe going two rounds and done. I'm going to get him at 20th or worse this week in the bet three, six, five player market bets. And I'm going to be very confident that Tyrrell doesn't contend for this title. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for going to the, the top three or four on the board and going to those market bets and doing the, the, the negative um, for just, just as I said, because also I believe they're expecting wind and some big gusts at times and potential for storms before the weekend. And let me tell you, if there's delays in play and guys are hovering around that cut line that are playing at Augusta, <laughs> there you might see them come back out in that second round and accidentally, um, you know, just, just sort of struggle a little bit on those really last point. coming holes. Really you know, like point. if they're if they're not in contention um and they're and they're around that area that they know they can't win, um, yeah, it gets really dodgy there um around weather delays and that sort of thing. Um all right, well, I have a guy who I like was 48th or 47th or better in that market. I also think this is where I'm going to as a, have a throw at potentially a first-round lead as well, um, but at 60 to 1. But Andrew Putnam is a guy that's um, just sort of been on the radar again. Look, had a pretty decent effort uh, inside the top 40 in fairways, in greens and regulation, in strokes game putting, adjusted scoring, um, you know, and he's – not necessarily done great at TPC Antonio in the past, but I just feel like he's trending uh, to be better than 48th. And he could be one of those guys that surprises with a hot start. Yeah, I like that. I was all over Putnam at the beginning of the year. I, I really like him usually on his his native and preferred West Coast. Uh, he played okay. It was good. He wasn't great. I think he was better at the Sony, really, than at any of the quote-unquote uh, West Coast events. But... Um, no, Putnam's guy that, in general, I think is probably a little bit underrated and undervalued. So I think that's a nice play. All right, into the 16th hole. Um, there's a a group bet that's available in some books out there, and I feel like this is a smash play. They've got Brendan Todd, Alex Norin, Adam Shank, Sam Ryder, and Davis Riley in the same group. At plus 275, I can get the last of those players, Davis Riley, who was right. almost pretty close to being my Favorite outright this week. Uh, I'll tell you my favorite in just a minute when we get to the final hole. But Davis Riley is a guy that I really, really like, uh, both in the long term and the short term. I think this could be a very good week for him. Uh, well, you know that I've got a couple of – I like the Shank man, but I'm not going to go against you there where it's a small group where he could absolutely do that, absolutely could be the one to get through there. So I I, I would love to disagree with you vehemently, but I can't. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, after all that I've said about guys thinking about Augusta and all of other, all that blah, 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 my other outright option is none other than someone who will be at Augusta, someone, oh, who, someone who has played very well here before, who has won here before. I'm going with Corey Connors, 33 to 1 or so. Yeah, um, just because... He's so, I'm trying to have a way to put this, but so like eh, boring, you know, like such good, so good, tee to green, et cetera. And so just in that world of I play golf and I hit the ball here, then I hit it there. And I, you know, that he seems immune to the Masters think until he gets there. You know, I feel like Corey Connors will stay out of the Masters hype and won't be 
overawed by it or thinking about it too far ahead of time. Now, that being said, he should be a guy who could play well at Augusta, but I don't think he necessarily will because I think that's when the hype will get to him. So I, I'm going Corey Connors this week. Think there's a think there's a chance he can play well. Although, I, as I said to you, I'm leaning further. I did. I usually have my best at the front, uh, at the back, and my best and next best at the front. The more I've sat here, the more I want to flip him. Uh, Cam Davis for me. <laughs> you spend the whole podcast telling us that hey you might want to fade all these guys who are going to augusta next week usually it doesn't yep. work out and then we get to the end and you tell us Corey connors I, I don't mind connors of all those guys near the top who are already qualified for next week's event Corey connors is probably the guy that i do like the best like you said past champion four years ago he we went from monday qualifying to being at augusta national the following monday he's, good ball and he's striker. scoring average there is just yeah. uh, is is really good 69 yeah. or something like that so it's yeah. just hard to let him go the par rounds out of 16 yeah. uh in his career at this event and uh the only thing i'll disagree with is that you don't seem to like him that much for next week i i actually think he's pretty good course fit for next week he's played well i think couple I, top tens i think he's great course fit i i just worry that down the stretch on sunday if Corey connors could close the deal so let me yeah. let me make this very clear he will be a great top 10, top 20 player next week. Yeah. Uh, even a top five. I just don't know if I'd say win the thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, I, I feel the same way. This was not a take Corey Connors. He's going to win the Masters, but it's <laughs> I do like him a little bit next week. All right. Uh, 18th hole, my favorite outright. If you're paying attention, you know who it is. Cam Davis, who you've now, for two different holes, I guess. <laughs> right plays yeah yeah put two outright tickets on him if you're gonna pick him for two different holes uh yeah i'm i'm totally on board with this he is uh plus five thousand fifty to one right now and for all the reasons that you mentioned i'm not even sure i can go over them again but yes he was miserable uh both on and off the golf course for a few months there we found out why in the players championship you found out even more reasons why last week but he now has a sixth place finish at the players and he went two and one in his group last week, made 11 birdies in those final two matches against Tom Hoagie and Aaron Wise, won each of those. That tells me he's right there. He was one of my favorite guys to be bullish on coming into the year. Obviously didn't work early, but I am not going to jump off now. And especially at this kind of number, this is exactly what we should be targeting. A really good player at a depressed number because the markets have yet to catch up to his skill level, his talent level, and where his form is right now. And so uh, get him now. You won't see him at 50 to one in most events with this type of field for the rest of the year. Mate, I was going to add like, like obviously I had a little bit more intel speaking to him, but you, you were, you you got enough out of him at the players to feel like he, he was trending. Is that, is that what you've got to? Yes. Yes. I, I saw enough from his game. I, I, I listened to him uh, in those post round interviews and I, I also, just watched him play. And I'm like, this is this guy who looks like the Cam Davis that we watched the last couple of years. And uh, that Cam Davis, I really liked a lot. And so now that he's back to being that guy, I'm all over him once again. And, and we, look, I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of an insight. I'm pretty sure you might've spent some draft capital on him in your big league, right? As well across the year. And so yeah. hopefully, hopefully he comes good for you because I really do think this was supposed to be the year for him. So it was a really bad timing to be crook at the start of the year for him. Um, but he seems to have gotten over to set up. I always like to figure out his mental state. That's the one thing I used to worry about. That's the one thing I was worried about before he played the President's Cup. But after the President's Cup and saw how he 
lifted his you know emotions and and an ability to feel like he belonged that is where i got excited and now having spoken to him again i feel like he's trending back towards that he feels like he's 100 doesn't have any excuses in the back of his head anymore so let's go cam davis and again i i think i want to make one last point here that's more of a general point but uh is specific to uh this story right now which is i know a lot of people out there in the industry or look at the stats, or look at the numbers. They have their own models, and they say, well, my model's telling me this. You and I love analytics. We love looking at the numbers. We use them all the time. There is a definitive advantage to listening to those people who are out at the PGA Tour events and speaking with the people that we're actually putting our money on and hearing what they have to say about themselves. And so, uh, look, I have nothing against anyone in the industry. There are a lot of people out there who do a lot of great work on a weekly basis, and I love uh, consuming their content. But guys, if you're only making models and you're only looking at numbers and you're not personalizing what's out there uh, and, and listening to the players themselves and listening to those who are speaking with the players, you're doing it wrong. Because like I said, Benny got some very, very beneficial information from Cam Davis last week and now we're picking him. Uh, that's not going to show up in a model. That's not going to show up in, in, in any strokes gain category. It's not going to show up uh, on your computer screen. And so again, just very, very valuable information using to use going forward. Sweet. Let's go, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> do we just do we just force him into a miscut or what? Like seriously. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I really like it this week. I really like it. I don't know that he's gonna be Ben Martin, who's my favorite long shot, but no, yeah. I, I really do. I like Cam a lot this week. Uh thanks everybody for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by bet365 remember you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast download subscribe rate and listen every week during the pga tour season including next week big podcast got some special things cooked up for the masters i'll be there on site at augusta national starting next week can not wait thanks everybody out there for listening for ben everall i'm jason sobel good luck all your bets for this week's Valero Texas Open. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.